Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. You're back from vacation. You are enjoying a delicious cookie from Gideon's Bakehouse, courtesy of uh, Melissa, friend, friend of the show, Melissa. That's right. They brought me back one from Disney. I was actually on vacation in the Outer Banks, and I returned to this fabulous cookie. Yes, there's no better way to come back from vacation than have a cookie from vacation. Right. Well, you know, the diet was blown on vacation, so I can slide right into the cookie eating. Without, no problem. With no remorse. No. No Because you start the, you, I'll start the diet after the cookie's gone. Excellent. Um, let's start get started with the Disney Parks blog. Um, the Jungle Cruise had its world premiere on July 24th, um, but if you missed it, you can watch the replay. That's right. The replay is available on uh, both the Disney Parks blog, and I've posted a link on our page as well. Uh, that event did take place back on the 24th in Disneyland. Now, if I was visiting Disneyland that day, I would not have been happy. No, why? Well, they closed the ride from 4.30 to 7. They closed the Tiki Room and Tropical Hideaway for the entire day. They closed the Storybook Circus, uh, Storybook Land Canal Boats, Casey Jr. Circus, and the Disneyland Railroad all closed at 8 p.m. They muted audio on Small World, which I'm totally fine with. <laughs> Mickey's Toontown had restricted access, and the Magic Mix, uh, Mix Magic Fireworks display did not go on, but they did the productions. Mm, projections. Uh, projections. Yeah. So uh, a very rough day, but uh, an exciting event nonetheless. Uh, and that is just a reminder, of course, that the uh, Jungle Cruise movie premieres on Friday, July 30th in your local movie theater, as well as through Disney Plus Premiere Access. I'm looking forward to seeing it. You, I thought you th- thought it was going to stink. I want to see how bad it stinks. Okay. That's that why I'm fair. looking forward to seeing it. So we will get your review on next Monday's show. Yeah. Unless we go Thursday night, in which case you'll give the review Thursday I don't think night. we're going to be in any special hurry to go see no. this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, great news. The Disney College program is returning. Yeah, that is very exciting. Um, the Disney College program has brought college students to work in Disney World since 1981. Uh, actually, to, uh, to Disney. Um, and they have actually returned. So that is exciting. Uh, it's an opportunity for... Uh, students to work at Disney, and I believe they get college credit for it. Yeah, I think they do. And and some real-life work experience, so that's mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, some people do go on and continue their careers with Disney, uh, you know, and, and will return uh, after their graduation, so that's, uh, that's exciting. You can also do it right after you graduate, so that's why a lot of people will sometimes stay on if they're offered a position, because they will have just graduated college. Exciting. Yeah. Now if we can only get our girls to sign up. I know. Um, some Disney Cruise Line news, um, big news actually, that the uh, Disney Cruise Line is going to resume their Bohemian voyages. Very big news. Beginning August 9th, uh, we mentioned that as a potential return to sale date on uh, Friday's show, uh, and that has uh, that has come true. August 9th is the day, in fact, that the Disney Cruise Line will resume sailing to the Bahamas from Port Canaveral. Uh, it will initially be three and four night cruises on the Dream. Uh, they have modified the itinerary, which I think we mentioned last week also, that um, they were modifying the itineraries to remove Nassau and do a double dip at Castaway Key. Very nice. Which is not a bad deal. Uh, and there is, uh, when we talk about the cruise line a little later on the show, of course, there are news on the safety protocols uh, and whatnot that is going on with the return of the sailing. Okay. Very we- happy about that. Yes, everyone's happy. Moving to Disneyland. 
Um, in New Orleans Square, they had put up some tarps. Those tarps um, are now themed scrim. Yeah, and, and they, I guess they do it a lot differently than Disney World. In Disney World, whenever a scrim goes up, it usually looks like the attraction that's underneath it. So, you know, they're doing the Disneyland Railroad Station or Disney World Railroad Station. That scrim looks like the railroad station. Mm -hmm. They put this scrim up last week out in Disneyland in New Orleans Square, and it was initially just a gray scrim. Right. Uh, well, the scrim that they have put up now is just a, I don't know, striped. It's multiple patterns, but they're, so they're different themed, striped. But it doesn't look like what was there. So it's not supposed to trick you into thinking that New Orleans Square is still there. there. Those buildings right. are still not covered by scaffolding. Right. The, this is more of a, uh, you know, one's a purple, yellow, and green, which are kind of the colors of Mardi Gras. Right. Uh, the other one is red, white, and green with striping. And then they've got posters on there um, that are New Orleans in nature. So there's some some French terms and, and ads that you might see in really, you know, when you're really in New Orleans. So it's, it's a lot better than looking at Grace Scrim. Right. Um, so that's up. They're doing some, still doing some work on refurbishments in New Orleans Square. Okay. Um, I guess some validity has been given to a cast member lawsuit against Disneyland. That's right. So much validity that it has now been granted a class action status by the Orange County Superior Court. Uh, back in 2019, five cast members alleged that the Walt Disney Company violated Measure L. Uh, Measure L was approved by California voters in 2018 and required Anaheim businesses that receive tax subsidies, as well as their subcontractors, to pay employees a living wage. Uh, this living wage started at $15 an hour and is going up by $1 each year until it reaches $18 in 2022. Uh, after that, raises will be based on the cost of living index. Uh, well, as I said, five cast members uh, brought suit against Disney and said that they were violating that. And uh, the lawsuit contends that Anaheim has been using tax dollars to pay off construction bonds for the Disney Mickey and Friends parking garage. Uh, and because of that, they should be held to Measure L. Um, and uh, based on a 19, I'm sorry, a 2018 report, um, uh, when they were trying to fight for Measure L, more than 85% of union workers at Disneyland earned less than $15 an hour. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Moving to Walt Disney World, the theme park hours have been released through October 9th. That's right. So that is the week of uh, beginning October 3rd, ending October 9th. Uh, the Magic Kingdom will open at 9 a.m. daily and will close at 9 p.m. on October 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 6th, and 7th, and 9th. It will close at 8.30 p.m. on October 5th and 8th to accommodate the after-hours boobash events. Epcot will be open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Hollywood Studios will be open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., uh, most days, with the exception of October 6th, on which it will close at 8 p.m., Animal Kingdom will be open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, and Blizzard Beach will be open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it's funny how they've brought D Blizzard Beach back onto the time schedule after right. I mentioned. That's so, right, they must have so heard you. So some bigwig in Orlando is listening to this show. Of course show. they are. Yes. Um, and then was this ruled in that some hours have been extended at the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom for August and September? These are some new uh, time announcements. Okay. So for August 7th, I'm sorry, August 2nd through the 7th and August 13th and 14th, the Magic Kingdom will open at 8 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. Uh, no, no changes to the closing times. On October 7th and 14th, Epcot will open at 10 a.m. instead of 11 a.m. 
on September 3rd through 5th, 10th through 12th, 17th through 19th, and 24th through 26th. Epcot will close at 10 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. And Animal Kingdom will remain open one hour later, uh, which will be 8 p.m. on August 7th and August 14th. All right. Very odd uh, time, time changes. Yeah, that is weird. Um, and also having to do with time changes, it looks like there's going to be no fireworks at the Magic Kingdom on certain days in August and September. That is true. Um, on September 11th, uh, September 11th, I have to scroll through this whole list to see because I did not prepare. <laughs> and August 14th, the park will be closing early. Uh, they will, uh, because they are closing earlier and it will not be uh, nighttime, they will not have the happily ever after performances those nights. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're closing uh, at 7 p.m. instead of 8.30 or 9. Plan accordingly, because accordingly, if you don't see this... That's going to stink if you're expecting that there's going to be fireworks. You might even know that they're closing a little early, but it might not occur to you that there's not going to be fireworks right. that day. Always check your time schedule. Mm-hmm. But the tough thing is you have to make your park pass right. park pass reservations, you know, so far in advance. Things are still pretty open, though, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. As far as park passes, because they add capacity. And- yeah, as long as you're not going, like, October 1st. Mm. Well, that's some of it, right? All right. Where are we at now? We are moving to Adventureland. We are. Where some shields have been removed from the bridge. Yes. Um, I guess due to cultural sensitivity changes. Cultural sensitivity. Um, They have removed totems from the Adventureland bridge. They removed a mask and they have now removed the uh, warrior shields from the sign. All right. Uh, And that is, as Cheryl mentioned, a move towards cultural sensitivity. Very good. The uh, Beast's Castle is being pressure washed. (laughs) Yeah, pretty funny. I saw a picture of it. And, you know, if you're in uh, Fantasyland, you know that they use force perspective. So that is not a real castle on top of a very tall mountain. That is a very small castle on top of a decent-sized rock facade. And uh, you can see the power wash gun. Uh, The cast member is not in, in sight. But the power wash gun was extended up to uh, power wash the castle while guests were uh, in the park. I mean, if that thing was to scale, that would be the biggest power wash. It's the stick. It's not the spray. I'm looking right. at it here. Oh, okay. It's not the spray that's, you know, ridiculous. It's the the stick Right. that's so long. Uh, well, it looks so long in the in the photo with the force perspective. It's the, the three and a half story tall power wash <laughs> nozzle. Yeah. That's funny. That thing must be really tiny up there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Our next story has to do with uh, the Disney World Railroad Station. That's right. We mentioned the Railroad Station scrim earlier, and uh, half of that scrim has been removed. Um, it's been it's been undergoing refurbishment and construction for a while, uh, but the very top of the station is now visible, um, and uh, at some point. We're going to get the railroad back. I mean, they, they don't have to use it now. It's been closed since 2017 while they've been rebuilding or, or not rebuilding. while they've been building Tron and moving the track around to accommodate Tron. So at some point, the station will become functional. I think we're not going back until it is. Okay. Yeah. You're not. Nope. I might. Okay. Um, oh, 
they added the new 50th anniversary medallion onto Cinderella's castle. Yeah, so don't look there for a clock anymore. Okay. It is uh, now a giant 50 medallion. I believe that is the last piece of uh, extra accoutrement that are being added to the castle. Okay. Um, and it, it looks nice. It's the stylized 50 that you've seen in, in some of the advertising campaigns to date. Yeah, I'm looking through the photos. I see a lot of photos of it at night when mm-hmm. it's like illuminated. Right. But is that just projection that's illuminating it? What Do you have any photos of what it looks like during the day? I do not, but it does look like projections because the faces change. Right. Yeah. So I wonder what it looks like during the day. <laughs> it appears just to be a 50 on a plain background. Right. Like, can you even really see it if it's not like illuminated? I don't know. We'll, huh. have, we'll have to go and see. <laughs> you can go and see. All right. Um, as a part of the Fab Five statues that are coming to uh, Disney World, the Daisy Duck has been released. That's right. I like to call them the Fab Fifty statues. What did I say? Since you said Fab Five. Uh, so Disney has announced uh, the latest Fab Fifty statue, and that is going to be, uh, as Cheryl mentioned, Daisy Duck, who is going to be put into the hub. Uh, it was announced by Disney character artist Fabiola Garza who created the cover art for a new book called A Portrait of Walt Disney World, 50 Years of the Most Magical Place on Earth. And uh, the cover of the book actually is, it looks like maybe a watercolor, but it does have pictures of some of the other characters that are going to be in the hub. Uh, so you can see Daisy, you can see the partner statues, um, but it looks like Pluto is going to have a statue in there. Uh, looks like maybe Huey or Dewey or Louie, one of Donald's nephews. Uh, so there are going to be uh, other other uh, statues as well. All right. So I believe now we have officially announced six out of the 50. Okay. That's a lot still to go. It this is. It feels like bus wraps all over again. Right. Uh, if you've been wondering where you're going to get your turkey leg in the Magic Kingdom, uh-huh. um, rest assured, you can now get it at Prince Eric's Village Market, which is reopening today. That's right. Uh, they're going to be open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And in addition to turkey legs, they have jumbo pretzels, pickles. Pickles. <laughs> Who thinks of pickles as a snack food? I guess it's good for electrolytes and well, salt. Well, as my friend from Texas keeps telling me, um, you can when you go to the movies, one of your movie snack options is a giant pickle. Hmm. So apparently in parts of the country, it's a thing. All right. Um, Grapes, slushies, and sodas. And the location of this, uh, uh, it's it's not a kiosk, but it's not quick service. No. Uh, The location of this market uh, is right across from Ariel's Adventure on the backside of uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Okay. Right next to a DVC kiosk, I believe. All right. And for more snack options... The Cheshire Cafe, the Cheshire Cafe is reopening. That's right. The Cheshire Cafe is in Fantasyland, across from um, what's the quick service in Tomorrowland? <laughs> this is a lot of quietness. You can't try to quiz me because no, I never I know what's going on. Uh, I, I can see the guy playing, and now I, I, I my mind is drawn a blank. Yeah. Uh, but for, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I can't think of it. But it doesn't matter because that's not what's reopening. <laughs> it is the uh, Fantasyland Cheshire Cafe. Uh, it is reopening. It's by the teacups. It is by the. It's between the teacups and the edge of Tomorrowland. Uh, so they are reopening. It is technically a quick service location. It's going to be open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, and then in August it will become 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay. And then at one point it goes to 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So uh, much like park hours, check your. Uh, check your times guide. Check your schedule before you go. Uh, and they will be serving Cheshire cattails. 
Oh, those look those look good. Yes, as well as the pepper jack pretzel. Okay. Oh, it's Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. All right. Yes. And uh, we have to mention that uh, Melissa, who brought you the cookie from Gideon's, also bought a Cheshire Cat Tail while she was on vacation. She and did, sent us but not from there. I think she got it no, at the No, she got it at, uh, I believe, the Wilderness Lodge. Lodge. Yeah. All right. It looked good. It did. Melissa, let us know how you enjoyed it. She said it was delicious and she wanted another one. She did tell us. Uh, the attraction sign has returned to Peter Pan's flight. That's the whole story right there. Fabulous. Um, and this is wonderful news. Uh, the Casey's Corner Pianist is going to be returning. That's right. Um, Casey's did finally reopen, but we have not had our pianist. Um, and uh, they have three job openings listed on the Disney Careers website. One for a full-time pianist and two part-time uh, substitute pianist positions. Okay. All right. The um, props that are usually mounted on the exterior of the Northwest Mercantile, which is in the Epcot Canada Pavilion, has been removed. That's right. Uh, uh, if you've ever been there, it's kind of an old mercantile store that you would have seen uh, like prospectors go to. So there were a bunch of uh, like saws and shovels and, and outdoorsy type equipment that were on the facade of the building. That must be up in the back a little bit. No, not really. It's right in the main path? Mm, kind of, yeah. I feel like I've never been in there. No, I don't think, I don't think you enjoy Canada that much. Um, but they have removed a bunch of the props, and now that you're looking at the, 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 the building itself, all you can see are the outlines of the props. Uh, so that building is probably due for good power washing and or resurfacing. Okay. Um, so uh, that is what is getting, uh, that's what's getting done. Okay. Um, I think we're still in Epcot here. Yes, the uh, first two rows of roof paneling have been completed on Guardians of the Galaxy. That is exciting. Uh, work just continues on Guardians of the Galaxy's uh, new attraction in Epcot. And, uh, you know, the front has been covered in uh, blue sheeting, but no final paneling. Uh, they've ripped up a bunch of the dirt in front of it for the walkway. They poured the base for the Zandarian ship that's going to go there. So, you know, th things are moving along. Not going to be ready in time for the 50th anniversary or Epcot's anniversary, but, uh, you know, progress is progress. Right. Okay. Um, I might have screwed up my story, so tell me what's the okay. next story there. Pur purple lights. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. All right. Purple lighting has been tested in the Innoventions Breezeway in Epcot. They were installed back at the end of June. Uh, and they're finally testing them now. So uh, it's nothing more than purple lights. But for some reason, they've been doing a lot of light testing in Epcot. We know last week we talked about the multicolor lights in the creation shop. They've tested the points of light that are being put on uh, Spaceship Earth. Uh, and now uh, the big news is this is the trifecta, uh, the new purple lights in the breezeway. I'm surprised Zach Ridley wasn't there to announce it. He must have been too busy uh, sharing behind-the-scenes um, looks at the World Celebration construction. That's exactly what he was doing. So Zach Ridley's Instagram account has been busy. He's showing you uh, some insight of the ongoing construction, uh, including a look at the skylights that will be in the uh, the new store there. The what was it the uh, creation shop? I keep thinking collection shop. Uh, and uh, you know, a, a look at some of the new fonts. Uh, look at some of the new style buildings, the new popcorn kiosk that's going in. Kind of has that funky, I don't know, it's almost like a funky retro look. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, very exciting. And uh, you can follow Zach Ridley on Instagram. Okay. If you so desire. 
Um, everyone knows the dinosaur over by oh, in um, Hollywood Studios. It's over by 50s Primetime Cafe. Is that the Hourglass Lake or is that something different? That is Hourglass Lake is uh, out at the Epcot Resort area. Okay, so that's the wrong one. I don't know yeah. if that little lake has, has a name, um, but there's the big dinosaur sticking out of it. And Hourglass Lake is a pump century. It's Crescent Lake outside of the Epcot Resort area. Um, <laughs> I don't know the name. of It's Echo Lake. Okay, in, yes, in Echo Lake. Hollywood Studios. So there's a big dinosaur there. Everyone sees it when you go by. Um, you might not know that um, they serve ice cream out of there. That's right. It is uh, Gertie's Ice Cream of Extinction. Uh, and she does serve ice cream there. Uh, you can actually follow her footsteps around Echo Lake. Oh, that's cool. Which is, uh, which is pretty interesting. Um, she's over near Primetime Cafe, and she usually has a mouthful of seaweed or kelp yeah. in her mouth when you look up. Um, but that ice cream location had been closed for a while, and it is reopening. That is true. Okay. Um, in Hollywood Studios also, um, the Cat Saka's Kettle is going to be reopening. That's right, and they are a popcorn stand uh, inside Galaxy's Edge. And uh, it had been listed. They, they put the menu out. They announced it was going to be reopening. But then they made a change. Uh, they listed out, Outpost Popcorn Mix, but instead they are now serving Buttered Blue Grains Popcorn. Okay. Uh, so if you're a fan of the Outpost Mix, uh, you're going to be an unhappy customer. Oh, no. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, it's fancy popcorn. Yep. Um, they sell it for six forty nine, and if you want to buy the Mouse Repair Droid uh, Popcorn Holder, which is very cool, that's an extra nineteen ninety nine. Yikes. All right. You can't even get regular popcorn there. No, I It's heard. only the blue grain popcorn for now. In Disney Springs, a new Jungle Cruise photo op is now available. That's right. Over at AMC's uh, theaters at the Dine-In Theater. Uh, they just have a backdrop. It's got uh, Dwayne Johnson, because he doesn't like to be called The Rock, I guess, <laughs> as well as Emily Blunt. Uh, and uh, it's just a fun, fun backdrop where you can take a picture with the main characters of the movie, Dr. Lily Houghton and uh, skipper Frank Wolf. All right. We are waiting anxiously for Cirque du Soleil um, Drawn to Life to open at Disney Springs, and it looks like they are um, hiring for a sales coordinator position. That's right. It is scheduled to open this fall, and uh, they do have a sales, uh, sales coordinator position available on their Cirque du Soleil job site. Good. It's good to know that someone, hopefully, is going to be coordinating the sales there. That's right. Uh, resort news. A permit um, is indicating that room conversions are going to begin at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Yeah, earlier this year, we mentioned that uh, one of the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa buildings would be converted to a Disney Vacation Club villa building and that they are going to add uh, 200 more villa properties to the Grand Floridian uh building uh, and then what it's going to be is it's the entire big pine key building which will turn standard rooms into resort studios that sleep up to five okay in the pol at the polynesian um they have started to take guests again but they hadn't completely finished construction but they are closing in on um, the end of some of that construction that's right. They took down the construction walls around the Pineapple Lanai, which is the area in the resort where you can get your Dole Whips. Uh, and it's kind of between the resort building and the pool. So uh, that's nice. It's a bunch of uh, sculptured, uh, sculptured, sculpted uh, greenery, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah, looks much nicer than it did during construction. Yeah. That's for sure. Still no word on when the monorail station is going to open up, though. Yeah, I don't think you can get me to stay there without the monorail. Not really worth it. Right. All right. 
Um, moving to Disney Cruise News. Yes. Do I have this right? You do. Okay. All right. Um, the Disney Dream is supposed to be resuming sailing from Florida on August 9th. This has been huge news. That's right. I think I posted on our site. There's a video from President of Disney Signature Experiences, Thomas Maslum, about how excited the Disney Cruise Line team is to return. And as Cheryl mentioned, they will be doing three and four night sailings on the Disney Dream. Uh, with that announcement, uh, Disney has updated their flexible refund policy. Okay. So, uh, as we know, they have new health and safety protocols that are going into effect. Uh, but before that, let's talk about the refunds. So, if you have one or more of the following scenarios on the day of embarkation, you will be denied boarding. So, that's if you come up with a positive test. Um, if you are denied boarding, you will receive a denied boarding voucher for the full amount of your sailing or a full refund without any cancellation fees. Okay, good. So, that is nice. Uh, once on board, if you are put into a mandatory quarantine or you are tested positive for COVID-19, you will receive a prorated voucher for a future cruise or a prorated refund. Um, and then any guests sailing on the Dream through March 28th of 2022 may modify their sail date or cancel their sailing and receive the full refund back to the original form of payment. So these... Um, Policies and terms of condition for any cancellation requests are in effect uh, uh, on or after August 7th, 2021. Oh, standard cancellation policies uh, are in effect for any cancellation requests on or after August 7th. So you do have a few weeks um, if you want to move your trip. Uh, obviously, you can't get tested for COVID until you're you're there, uh, you know, or or whatnot. But if you do want to move your cruise, you have a few weeks. Okay. Because now you would be in the penalty phase. Okay. But it says guests sailing through March 28th can modify their sail date or cancel their sailing and receive a full refund. Why does it say March 28th? You have, so you have to be sailing through March 28th, but it has to be before August 7th that Correct. you're actually canceling it? Correct. I see. That's what it sounds like. Oh. Although if you're sailing up to March 28th, you're not in your final payment phase. You're not in the penalty phase yet. Right. We'll have to get more clarification. Yeah. I just think it's more interesting that they're going to refund if you get that's yeah that's the interesting part or, of the story. Um, however, it's I kind of wish they were just leaving there. You know, you can cancel any time. Um, you know, up there because you know you might have you might have this cruise booked and be thinking that you know by the time your cruise in Jan like we have a cruise in January, right? And my thought is that by January, hopefully, a lot of these restrictions will have changed and it won't be as restricted. But if we're coming close to the date and they haven't changed the restrictions and I still have to book a spot at the pool, right. maybe I don't want to go. Right. Um, and I don't like that that option to cancel then is not there. I just have to get myself COVID, show up, get mm -hmm. tested, and then get denied and get my money back. Right. Yeah. Complicated. And I wonder how that works as far as like multiple people. So like if you're a whole family and you were going to go and one person tests positive, does that mean that the, the, you get a refund for that one person and they just don't get to cruise with you and everybody else goes? Could be that. Right? That's your option. I mean, if you have a, you know, if 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 Lily gets COVID and we show up at the port and she gets tested, it's not like we're going to leave her behind alone. Right. But are they going to refund us for everybody or just for the person who has to stay behind because they have COVID? That, it, that itself is a good question. I know. I have lots of questions. All right. More Disney Cruise news. That's right. There are now a whole bunch of uh, 
issues that have to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Disney, of course, their cruise line has a no before you go page and I'll try to break it down for you. Uh, They've separated it into a whole bunch of different categories. Uh, The first one is before leaving home. And before you leave, no more than 33 days prior to sailing, you have to log into uh, the Safe Passage by Inspire Diagnostics website. You have to create an account, uh, even for children. If you have proof of COVID-19 vaccination, you can voluntarily provide proof of that. Uh, If you don't provide proof of that, um, then you have to have proof of a negative COVID-19 PCR test. Um, and that has to be taken between five and 24 days prior to the sale date. Um, so that is what you need to do beforehand. Uh, one on embarkation day, um, you once again have to prove, uh, you know, proof of vaccination. Uh, you have to do pre-trip COVID testing. So you can have a, uh, guests are required to undergo a rapid test if they are not uh, diagnosed. They will charge a $65 test fee, and it will be charged to the folio of all guests 12 and older. So if you don't have a, t- a test prior to showing up, you can just get one at the port? You can, but it's a rapid test. It's not the... Uh, Wait, is that going to be okay? They'll let you on? Uh, that's what it says. So then why even bother with this PCR test ahead of time? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I have a lot of questions. I have so many questions. Okay, keep going. All right. Um, And then when you're on the ship, um, of course, uh, you have to uh, follow the signage and ground markings. They have added physical barriers. They are doing enhanced cleaning. They are uh, positioning hand sanitizers throughout the ship. Uh, Face coverings are required indoors by all guests ages two and up, regardless of vaccination status. Uh, Face coverings outdoors are not required. Uh, Even at Castaway Key, they're not required. Uh, Face coverings in ports of call are determined by uh, the actual governments in the areas in which you are visiting. Uh, And then as far as experiences on board the ship, um, there will be some uh, changes to the seating. Uh, seating is on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, they will be performing their shows multiple times with reduced capacity. Uh, first-run theater, uh, distancing measures will be in place. Funnel vision seating will be on a first-come, first-served basis with physical distancing. Deck parties have been temporarily paused. Fireworks will continue to take place at sea. Um, the fireworks show will take place at, t- although there, this is the change, is that the fireworks show will take place at 10.30 p.m. on two different nights. So you will be assigned a show night prior to sailing. So you will have to, you know, you'll get one of those two evenings. Right. Um, and then ports of call, uh, that is going to be determined by individual governments uh, when you uh, disembark from the ship. Port adventures are can still be organized ahead of time. Um, but availability may change based on port regulations and or operator limitations. Uh, there's going to be a virtual queue for debarking the ship at Castaway Key, so you have to uh, sign up for that. Uh, when you're at Castaway Key, they will have the party patrol, which will be Disney characters riding around in fun beach vehicles throughout okay. the island. That's fun. Uh, photographers will be on hand. Uh, beaches will promote physical uh, – beach seating will promote physical distancing. Um Cookies Barbecue will now be served by crew members. It will be no longer no longer self-service stations. Uh, Scuttles Cove is temporarily unavailable. Um, let's see. 
There's a new queue for Pelican Plunge. The trams are being cleaned better. And the 5K at Castaway Key has been temporarily paused. Okay. And then finally, on debarkation day, uh, what do you have to do? You get a debarkation time, which is based on your dining time. Uh, Luggage pickup has to take place the night before. Uh, Customs and Border Patrol protection. Uh, Porters will still be there to help you out. None of that is a change, just... Yeah. um, Guests are still responsible for their own luggage, but porters will be available. So everything looks the same uh, as far as debarkation goes, uh, except for masking indoors. Okay. So are you all set on all that Disney Cruise Line stuff? That is all the good stuff for Disney Cruise Line. Can you give me a pause here? Because I want to um, work with you here to look back at those tests because I'm not seeing that information about the rapid test being an option. So I want to verify here. Okay. We'll be back in one second. And we're back. All right. So I think we have it figured out. Um, Tony had said that there is um, the embarkation rapid test. And that is true, but that is not an alternative to the PCR testing ahead of time. If you are fully vaccinated, you do not have to have uh, PCR testing ahead of time, nor do you have to have embarkation rapid test. But if you are not fully vaccinated, you both need to have the um, PCR test prior to embarkation. It has to you know, have the results back and you have to be able to submit those to Disney, as well as once you arrive at the port, you will have a rapid test. There we go. So, yes, uh, do not not have your PCR test and think you're going to get to the port and just have your rapid test. Thank you for that clarification. You're welcome. All right. What else do we have? We have one more cruise story. Yes. All right. And that has to do with the court appeal. That's right. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals uh, has reversed the course, uh, denying the CDC's motion to, for a stay. Uh, and saying that the CDC's rules are now non-binding recommendations in the state of Florida. Okay. So that essentially, you know, CDC was saying that the conditional sale order would uh, be in place through November 1st. um, But according to the uh, Circuit Appeals Court, they can sail immediately. Well, that's good because it sounds like they are. Provided they get their certificate of uh, compliance from the CDC. Right. Right. Okay. Um, moving to Universal. Um, yes. Looks like all our Universal stories are for Universal Studios Hollywood. That's right, for our two California listeners. <laughs> um, tickets are now on sale for the Halloween Horror Nights. That's right. Uh, general admission starts at $69. Of course, it changes on the date. Uh, and it will run uh, at Universal Hollywood from September 9th through October 31st. Very good. Um in Universal Studios Hollywood, The Exorcist has been announced as um, for Halloween Horror Nights. As that's, what? That's right. This is their one of their new uh, haunted house. houses. Okay. Yes. Uh, so inspired by The Exorcist, which could possibly be one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> now, granted, it was like 1975. It's still scary. But still scary nonetheless. All right. Um, and then is this another house here? It's another house. Um, the Curse of Pandora's Box. That's right. This is a new uh, uh, haunted house for them. Uh, and it is an ancient horror that has returned to prey on those foolish enough to tempt the fates with their curiosity and greed. Uh, enter Pandora's curiosity shop where her infamous box lies. Once it's opened, all manner of evil will be unleashed. Greek mythology is about to become your monstrous reality. <laughs> How's that? I should do the voiceovers. That was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a lot of news for today, although not our longest show by any means. 
Um, you have anything else to say? I'm going to go finish that cookie. All right. Well, uh, until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.